It's the Bomber Brothers Podcast with Ryan and Sean Chichester. Swung on and driven to deep left. Toward the line, she is gone. Aaron Judge lined one right down the line. Swung on and lined to right center field. It is a base hit. Grounding third, scoring kind of from left off. And the Yankees win the ball game with two in the bottom of the ninth. Hit in the air to left center. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It's a grand slam. Oh, a Stantonian home run. Talking all things Yankees baseball. Hey, everybody. We're back with the Bomber Brothers podcast. Sean and Ryan here with you talking about another Yankee series. We've got the trade deadline coming up here in, what is it, uh, less than two days now as we record on, on Monday morning. So that's coming up fast. Make sure you're subscribed so you can hear reactions to the trade deadline as well. We'll have another special episode later this week reacting to the next two episodes of The Captain. So Sweeney Murdy will be back for that. Bunch of uh, bunch of exciting stuff happening. Sean, I guess first things first, we can talk about this uh, most recent series. Uh, we, told, we said the Yankees needed to take three or four, which they did. Certainly a sour taste at the end with Sunday's loss. But all in all, the Yankees take three or four. Aaron Judge did some more ridiculous things, some optimistic news on the injury front. So I'd say all in all, a pretty good weekend. Yeah, I mean, it could have been it could have been pretty bad because they basically had to pull a rabbit out of their hat in the first two games with the judge one nothing walk off win on Thursday and then the comeback win on Friday. Um, Saturday was an easy game. And then yesterday was just a really rough one. Um, Surprising to see Holmes, um, you know, struggling a little bit here. But um yeah, I mean, I, you know, you, you win three out of four, so you want to feel good about it. But at the same time, it definitely felt like the Yankees should not have had such a hard time with the Royals um, in, in a four-game series. And 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 they definitely struggled to, to get to that three out of four. And then, you know, blowing blowing the game yesterday was was kind of tough. But, you know, when you have a player like Aaron Judge, sometimes he can he can do that for you. And he was just absolutely incredible this weekend. And I'm I'm running out of things to say about him. I, you know, some people aren't even wondering if he can hit 60 anymore. They're like, oh, how about 65? Is he going to get there? So it's 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 been really fun to watch. Really special. Um, you know, I, one thing we didn't cover with the Benintendi trade was that pretty much takes them out on Soto. So it, it now it becomes imperative to sign judge long-term and that price tag keeps going up and up, but you know, the Yankees, what, whatever you feel about the series, which I'm not feeling great, but they took three out of four. They did what they had to do to kind of get back on track. Um, but I, I'm just curious how you feel about the way that it happened. I thought they really taxed themselves throughout the series and you kind of saw it in the last game with the bullpen being a little bit, worn down and, and they don't have any days off in, until later this week. So they're kind of going into this Mariners series a little bit, a uh, little bit gassed. Yeah, they, uh, they certainly did make things a little more difficult on themselves. It didn't, didn't help to generate absolutely zero offense against Brady Singer in, in the opener. Although I, even, uh, even watching him, he looked like he just had his best stuff that night. I mean, that two seamer was, had so much horizontal run. He was really, uh, Fooling, fooling lefties, having a break on the inside corner, and then righties was was jamming them, and they're still able to come away with a win. So that was that was good. And then, yeah, and then you know Friday it, t- it took them a little while, but they did have that er- that eruption. They, 
had the eight runs. Judge was incredible. Honestly, at that by that game, I'm just drooling over watching more Judge bombs. I didn't really think much about you know how you know the fact that they were losing heading into the eighth inning or or anything like that. And then you know then they took care of business on on Saturday, Sunday. You know you you take the lead, you get you get the big the big hit. Uh, that a lot of fans have been frustrated. The Yankees haven't been getting as much in this month of July, but they get the big hit from Rizzo. And then Clay Holmes gives up a home run for the first time all season. Like it's it's going to happen. And I know just because of Holmes' lack of resume that anytime he falters, we are looking for um, you know a reason to say that, oh, this is it. He's, um, you know, he's on his way back down. But this was his, you know, this was his first time in, um, I don't, let's see. I mean, this was his first time in his last seven appearances that he gave up an earned run. He had seemingly turned it around pretty nicely of late, but you know he did have that blow up earlier this month um, against the Reds, and then he settled back in, and then he gives up a home run to Salvador Perez, who had himself a, a really good series because he's a really good player. Yeah. So, he- He's good. I think what worries me more about Holmes is, you know, on the season, he's pitched a little, I think, 45 and two thirds innings, 13 walks, which is awesome. But 10 of those walks have taken place in the last 15 games, seven of them in the last seven. So uh, the control has seemed to have betrayed him a little bit, um, you know, here. And, you know, that that's kind of what's worrying me about him. I, You know, I, I agree with you, like, Salvador Perez is going to take advantage of a situation if you give it to him. But, you know, even even in just his last three appearances, um, which spanned two and two thirds of an inning, he's given up four walks. So that's kind of what is worrying me about Holmes. I don't think the Yankees make a change or anything like some people on Twitter would say. But <laughs> I just you know, you just you have a concern and, and you hope that he kind of figures it out and uh, and, and, you know, just let him work his way through it. Lord knows yeah. we've let Chapman work his way through a lot worse. Oh yeah, for sure. And no, you're right. I mean, it's giving those free passes is definitely setting yourself up for disaster. We've lived through it with Chapman and his, you know, six, seven walks per nine innings, whatever it has been since 2021. That's been brutal to watch, but you're right. I mean, with Holmes, you know, you give up, you give up the walk, then you go ahead. I think he, what did he go ahead? One and two and then hit, hit the next batter. And that puts two runners on. So yeah, that that'll definitely uh, increase the chances of you getting burned. But at the same time, two runners on with one out, you have Holmes on the mound. You know that a ground ball can get you out of it with one swing. Unfortunately, the one swing ended up in Monument Park, and then the Yankees came a couple feet from tying it. But Judge flied out to the warning track, and you walk away with taking three out of four instead of a four-game sweep. And I don't know. I, I, Maybe it's just this season where I'm much more of a glass half full person than I might have been last season watching this. But you know, you're you're trudging through your worst month of the season, and you just you know we we were kind of praising the Yankees for finding ways to win earlier in the season, and here they find ways to win and take three out of four from a bad team. And just because it's a bad team, we might be a little more. Uh, frustrated about it, but in the end, they they found ways to win. It didn't always look pretty, but they they took three out of four, and they're eleven and a half games up in the in the division, and we're now in August. So I still still think they're in a pretty good spot. No, I mean, I, yeah, I think standings wise, they're in a good spot. I just think there's concerns. Like, 
And I think really what it all comes back to, honestly, is, and, and you know, we can yell about, no, not, we don't really yell, but, you know, Donaldson's been terrible. There's been, oh, yeah. you know, IK, IKF is just a ground ball machine. Um, but really what I think what it comes down to, if you look at it, is um, basically I think right around the time they went to Minnesota, the rotation has stopped giving them length. And the bullpen's been super overworked. So you have the rotation faltering. Now it's bled into the bullpen faltering. And, um, you know, you, you kind of need a good run from the rotation, like one time through to let the bullpen catch its breath, I feel like. And then you'll kind of start seeing maybe some of these games. Because I feel like anytime you think, you oh, the team like kind of like yesterday, you feel like, oh, they had a win and they lost it. It's probably because the bullpen blows it. And it's not like the bullpen is supposed to be perfect, but when they're well-rested, they're going to be closer to that. So I think it has more to do with the rotation, just, you know, not really giving them, you know, a solid, a solid time through. And, you know, like you, that kind of starts, you know, you saw it the other night on, I think it was Friday night, Cole pitched and had that blow up inning, but really he got, you know, that wasn't his fault. That was more on the defense, honestly, but you know, he, and then you get Montgomery with the blow up inning yesterday. Uh, Cortez only went five. I mean, you know, you need you need a time through where you're gonna where you're gonna give like six solid from everybody to let the bullpen kind of take a breath. I think. Yeah, Montgomery looked dominant. It looked like he was having his best start of the season, and then he completely crumbled in the fifth inning. It, what is what was it like? Five straight people reached base or something like that to start the fifth inning. That was that was a wreck. Um, you mentioned Cole and put some of that on IKF who, I mean, everybody knows by now we're not the biggest, uh, the biggest fans of, but yeah, you're right. The bull, the bullpen is probably get, getting a little taxed. You also have guys out there like Holmes who you're not sure, you know, how will he hold up over a, a full season workload? And then the same could be said for some of these, some of these starters, you know, the initiative was clear earlier in the season to, you know, Hey, let's, pitch six innings a day. Let's get more length out of our starting rotation. And it worked to historic results earlier in the season, but maybe that does start to wear on some guys like Cortez, who isn't used to being a, a full-time starter, or Severino, who hasn't had a full season since 2018, um, or even Montgomery, who's still not too, too far removed from from Tommy John and, and pitching a full season. So, uh, you, you could be seeing that effect happen. I'm still confident that the Yankees are going to address that area before Tuesday night, whether it be Montas, uh, Quintana, whoever it's going to be. I think the Yankees are going to add another arm. seems like Severino could be coming back. Uh, he's starting a throwing program today. So ho- hopefully that gets addressed. Um, I also just – didn't want these concerns to take away from what we're watching with judge three more home runs this weekend. And now he's, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes it's still crazy for me to say it out loud just because of like how, even as kids, how uh, illustrious and historic the 61 home runs is, but I mean, we are going to be on Roger Maris watch down the stretch of this season. That that's insane. Like this is, I mean, this is a, something you don't see too often in in your lifetime even. So, I mean, this is going to be so much fun. If the Yankees can just continue to have success and find ways to win games to where they can comfortably cement themselves as the 
you know, top two seeds in the, in the AL, which I'm pretty confident they will. And then September can be about just kind of like enjoying this home run chase. I think it's going to be really, really fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. Look, I I've been like, I, in that last home series of the year, I think it's against the Orioles and just like, Oh, I'm probably going to want to buy tickets to each of those games in case he's at like 59 or 60 and judge now, owns the Orioles, you know, yeah. that there's going to be a shot, <laughs> but now I'm like, I might need to back that up and, and get some tickets earlier that week too, because I, I mean, he could be getting to 60 with a week to go. So, you know, who, who knows? I, it, it's, it's awesome to watch. And it's not only that he's hitting home runs, he's hitting big home runs too. Like the, excuse me, the, the grand slam to blow the game open on Friday night, the walk-off home run on third, then he had the, big home run against the Astros. He's had the walk-off against the Blue Jays. He's hit some big, big homers. It's not just that he's, you know, feasting on bad pitching or anything. It's It's been incredible to watch. And and he's done that his whole career. He's, you know, he's uh, gotten a lot of big hits. I, um, I know there was like this weird thing, like he never had a walk-off up until last year and it was an infield single, but he's always gotten huge hits. Um, and this year he's just kind of on that, you know, he, in fantasy, you always say like, oh, I'm going to pick this guy. He's, you know, he's in a contract year. He's going to put up. And, but Judge really, really is putting up this year and, and is his contract year, which good for him because he's going to get paid a lot of money. I hope for the Yankees are the one giving it to him. Uh, but he's been absolutely incredible. And I'm really excited to uh, to try to get out to the stadium in September and see him um, break the, the Yankees home run record, at least. I mean, I, you know, we can sit here and debate about if it's still the real home run record since you know, everything that happened with McGuire and Sosa and Bonds. But either way, it's a Yankee record. Um, and I believe it's an American League record, right? Nobody from the AL has eclipsed 61. No, no. no I think so. it's still an AL record. And, I th- and it's a record that has stood for what, just over 60 years. So it's even if it's 61, not. 61, 61, 61 years later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. And talk about meant to be. Um, there we go. But yeah, it's. It, even if it's not Bonds or Maguire, that's still like such a, I mean, especially for us Yankee fans, even growing up, that's the number we all heard. We all watched 61. It's a, a huge, huge number and arguably one of the most um, historic records held or historic Yankee records and but obviously a pretty storied franchise. And here Judge is ahead of that pace and heading into August with uh, more home runs than anyone in the league has ever had, except for three names, Bonds, Maguire, Sosa. So that's, that's pretty incredible company and just kind of opens your eyes to like, Oh shit. Like he, he really might do this. And it's going to be, it's going to be so much fun to watch. I mean, just, I think about when we were, when we were kids in 1998 and like the Yankees had run away and, so much of the season was about watching or following Maguire and Sosa's home run total. And now we could be watching one of our own, like a Yankee, the face of the franchise chasing Maris's record. And it's, it's, I don't know, it makes me excited. It makes me want to be tuned in every night and it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun and just, Again, super like like you said, it's it also makes it even more exciting that these home runs have have been have been big home runs, walk off home runs, uh, grand slams. It's it's been a uh, it's it's been fun. This is definitely one of the this is definitely going to be one of the most memorable regular season storylines that we've ever seen. You just hope he stays healthy, and he almost got another one last night. He came a couple of feet short of tying the game in the ninth. Um, 
And I think, you know, what else is helpful? He's got help. Um, you know, I, I know that maybe this weekend you didn't get everything you wanted from the entire offense, but in the last week, Rizzo has actually matched judge in terms of OPS. They're both at 1483, which, you know, you think about the week judge had Rizzo had an awesome week too, big hits, um, as well as, you know, Rizzo's become kind of a clutch player for the Yankees here. And, um, I, I think, you know, some people were kind of like, oh, is the glass breaking for Carpenter? Well, in the last week, he has a, you know, a 1041 OPS, uh, had a couple doubles yesterday. Um, and then LeMay, who's actually been uh dynamite too, hitting in front of judge, you know, 991 OPS the last week. So LeMay, Carpenter and Rizzo kind of just being around judge has really helped. There's a big drop off then after you go from, from uh, uh you know, down to Torres who has, you know, he's, he's in a little bit of a funk right now, but he's having a very good year, but you, you surround judge with, with three really good players. And then eventually you're going to get Stanton back to slot in after Rizzo. It's going to have a lot of protection. So you're not going to be able to just pitch around him because you're going to have maybe LeMay on, and then you're going to have Rizzo and Stanton coming up. So I, you know, if, if judge stays healthy, I think we have a, have a chance to see something very, very special this, this season. And, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully the guys that are around him can keep it up and uh, the Yankees can have a couple, couple uh, blowout wins where, where judge hits two or three homers a game. Who knows? Yeah. And you, and you hope Benintendi settles into his, to his new surroundings and, and gets going. You even have Hicks who finished July with an OPS just under 900. So he's, he's been uh, doing much better at the plate. So it seems like it's, Outside of the left side of the infield, at least it's shaping up to be a pretty pretty deep lineup that could make uh, make opportunities for Judge, and that is definitely what what we're going to be locked in on for the rest of the season. And it's uh, yeah, it's it's going to be exciting. I, I really I'm really excited to just even even if it's like a night where you're not able to watch the whole game, but you know, like Judge is coming up to to get to a TV, turn it on and watch. That's, that's what it's shaping up to be, which is just uh, really, really, really exciting. But um, mo- moving on, we've, cause we've got some other big news probably coming up here soon. We got the trade deadline Tuesday night, a unique one. It's a little further back in the season because of the lockout. Mm-hmm. Um, but here we are and what, you know, you have a couple prominent national reporters saying how this is going to be, a crazy trade deadline and make sure you're locked in here for reactions. As soon as it's over, make sure you're subscribed, rate review, all that stuff. But Sean, we know Castillo's off the board. It sounds like they wanted Volpe and the Yankees didn't want to do that. And now he's with the Mariners and now the Yankees have to face him again in in a couple nights, but that was obviously the golden goose for the rotation, but now looking ahead to the deadline, knowing they've already addressed a big need in the outfield, getting Benintendi, what do you see the Yankees doing next? They could still use a rotation arm, obviously, the bullpen, in my in our opinion, a shortstop. But but what do you what do you see the Yankees do here before before Tuesday night? If the Yankees don't move Peraza, can we just call him up and see what he does? There's I just want to see because can't be much worse than IKF. I mean, all he does is hit grounders. Yeah. It's the ground ball machine. And he's not good on defense. And, you know, like we were talking about the rotation, not giving length. Well, when you let two balls eat you up, like, like he did, 
you know, that that's costing call pitches. And, and that's part of the reason he doesn't give you the length that you want. But anyway, I really wanted Castillo. I think I texted you some expletives. I said some out loud. And that was like right while the Yankees were coming back too on Friday. So you, you thought you'd have the, you know, good feeling. But it was kind of the opposite of Wednesday where they they lost to the Mets and then you get Benintendi. So you're like, all right. But um, yeah, I was I was upset they didn't get Castillo. Um, it sounds like they're one of the finalists for Montas, but they're also in on Rodon. Rondon, sorry. Rodon. Rodon. That's how Rodan. I say it. Rodan. Rodan. <laughs> All right. I'm a big Godzilla fan, as as you know. Yeah. Maybe listeners. But anyway, um, gotta get one of those two uh to upgrade the rotation, in my opinion. Because then you put one of them with with um Sevi and Cole, and you have a great one, two, three in in the postseason with Nestor rounding it out. So um yeah, I think you definitely have to go out and and get a starter and probably another arm for the bullpen. Um I honestly don't think you need an elite arm for the for the pen. It just someone you can rely on, like that's gonna give you like those those good stretches to to rest other guys. But I think the rotation right now is is the biggest need. Um and go out and and I mean I, I do it. Yeah, I, I would I honestly like I don't think the Mariners top, you know, three of the Mariners top five prospects equals the Yankees three of top five prospects, but I know people are saying the Reds did really well in that, but the Mariners have now Castillo for this year and next year. I would have done that, like if if you could for a comparable package. But it is what it is. Go out and, and get one of these guys. But if you you have to get one of those two big fish because two of the three remaining big fish because any other kind of fallback option to me is just going to feel like a J Hap scenario, which I know he pitched well when he came over, but. But still, like you want, you want a big gun. Yeah, absolutely. I I think, and and anyone is going to come with their share of concerns. As neither of them are Castillo, but uh, Montas was having a really good year, and now he's had some recent shoulder issues. Luckily, an MRI didn't show any structural damage. It was just inflammation, just so he should be on the way back soon. Uh, but you you hope that he'll be fully healthy and ready to go for the rest of this year. So that's something the Yankees are going to have to take into account because let's, let's face it they're you know, you're getting him because you need him for this stretch run. You need him to throw innings and take some mileage off the rest of the rotation and have a, a solid um, sec number two starter in, in a playoff series. That's apparently what the Yankees have been trying to get this deadline is a, a number two option, maybe number three, if, if you get Severino back, but that's, that's what they need. So is Montas the answer? We know the Yankees have a, a history of making trades with the A's. So it seems like that would be a sensible option. And then the story just becomes uh, how healthy is he? And then the Yankees have trade history with, with the Pirates. Do they go after Quintana as kind of like a, a lower level acquisition? I, I mean, that's what I want to avoid. He's been solid. I mean, a 3-5 ERA, but um, still wouldn't uh, wouldn't inspire much confidence for me at least I mean what what would what would you be acquiring him for in that sense aside just to like as another rotation arm to eat up innings and keep the other pitchers fresh like when you have the best record in the league and you're gearing up for maybe your most um, you know biggest opportunity to win a world series and since 2017 you want to get a rotation arm that you can confidently slot in, in a playoff rotation and not be sweating it out with with Tyone, if he keeps pitching this way or 
um, yeah, you know, worrying about another Montgomery eruption because they they come quick. Yeah, I Montgomery overall has had a solid year, and I'm and I think I think that's great. But also in a playoff in a playoff game, knowing that he has these sudden and drastic blowups that it would be scary to watch him for, for an entire start. Now I know he has come up big in a must win playoff game before against the Rays in 2020, but still the Yankees objective for this rotation should be getting uh, a very good starter who you can confidently put at number two or three in your playoff rotation and not just somebody who is going to, you know, eat up innings. Yeah. I I think bullpen and lineup, you're looking at depth right now, but for the rotation, you need a difference maker. I think that's the way they should be approaching this. And that's the way they probably will, because where, where else are you? Yeah. I mean, they could go out and get Robertson. That'd be great. If they do that, that's awesome. Then that does allow you to maybe limit some of these guys in the rotation more, but um, you know, I, I think you want that solid number two or three, depending on how Severino looks down the stretch. Um, that you can rely on and um, you know, the, the lineup, who are you taking out? If you require someone else, there's really not, you know, unless they get a shortstop or a catcher, there's nowhere to really upgrade. Like LeMahieu has been tremendous. Torres has had a great bounce back year, even though he's scuffling a little bit right now. They've, they've, they, the lineup is fine. I, I think they're just kind of going through a little bit, down in the, the bottom half of the order and they're missing Stanton. So yeah, rotation it is. So we'll see. I, I hope we're coming back here on Wednesday talking about a deadline where they went out and get it. The starter we're excited to go see pitch and, and we'll go from there, but we'll see. Yeah. And I think, I think one of the more recent reports from, from John Heyman was that the Yankees are looking like the favorites to land uh, Frankie Montas and our, potentially willing to part with with Peraza so we'll see we'll see what that trade looks like but Peraza's got like an OPS of like a thousand in AAA this last month so maybe this is the best time to get to trade him or if not call call him up I feel like they want to move Peraza because they want to call Volpe up to AAA because he's been tearing it up in AA now and that's supposed to be a really hard jump single A to AA and he's really come on now and I think they're ready to give him that bump up to triple a. So I think they want to clear that spot. So that's we'll true. See. Yeah. We'll I see. Mean, I, if they don't trade him, I want him to, I want him to get a look in the majors, even if he's just because he's hot right now. Yeah. Get, get, get rid of IKF. I'm, you know, he's, he's, he's getting, he's not there yet, but I'm close to being tired of looking at him. He's almost on that list. Donaldson, uh, Chapman and Domingo. I'm all tired of looking at you. And the IKF is close. Although Chapman's looked okay this, this last couple of days. Yeah. Loisig no, like looks like he could become, you know, be coming back into the circle of trust here soon. That would be huge. If they can get Loisig back to form, that would be huge. If Chapman could find his control in any way, that would be huge. And then you hopefully add another bullpen arm. And Heyman also said that David Robertson's on the Yankees radar, Michael Fulmer, Matt Moore, any of those like more well-known reliever names the Yankees could be in on, or I could absolutely see the Yankees pulling the trigger on a reliever that everyone has to run to baseball reference and then and then gets pissed off when they look at his stats. And then in a month, he's going to have a you know, .5 ERA with 
uh, you know, 13 Ks per nine innings, and it's another another Cashman theft in the in the relief department. So I can see that happening too. Well, yep. Well, looking at his spin rate, everybody will get excited. That'll be the whole thing. Like, oh, yeah. he's got a five ERA, but he spins the ball, and then it'll work out because that's that's what the Yankees do well. But before we move on, I was just curious, what's your favorite uh, trade deadline acquisition in your in your memory? Oh, um, not, not which one worked out, but which one were you the most excited about? Okay. Um, that's, that's a good one. I mean, it it sounds crazy to say now in hindsight, but I was super, super excited about Sonny Gray at the time, just because the Yankees were, you know, so surprisingly good at that time. And then it was kind of like confirmation of like, okay, they are rewarding these baby bombers they're really going to go for it I thought that was a really exciting time and because people forget that Sonny Gray was really good and obviously didn't work out didn't get off to a good start because the defense was always terrible around him and then he just started pitching poorly himself but um yeah I don't know that that one actually is the one that that stands out to me what about you um I remember being really really excited when they got David Justice um just that that was awesome and I just you remember what he did I got I mean you know we're watching the Jeter stuff I remember in 98 you know how good justice was and he he always played very well and just a, a left-handed power hitter I was super excited about about justice also great but I was also really excited when they got uh D-Rob back the, the first time as well um and and Todd Frazier so I you know I I would I would probably go David Justice one and then the, the Todd Frazier Tommy Canley even though I didn't know Canley at the time but Frazier and Robertson I was excited enough about um where I was I was pretty pumped for that one oh and you know what maybe Alfonso Soriano I, I forgot oh, about him <laughs> I was really excited when they got him back but most of those are like oh you have an affinity for the player but I would say just like pure like this is going to really help was was Justice and it did really help. That, that one certainly worked out. It's one of Cashman's best deadline deals. Hopefully he swings another one. Um, but in the meantime, the Yankees have another series starting tonight as we record on Monday. It's the Mariners coming to town. Not the same looking Mariners that we were expecting. Julio Rodriguez goes to the IL after he was hit by a pitch. So that's kind of a bummer that we don't get to see one of the bright young stars in the league. Obviously, it makes it easier for the Yankees pitching staff, but would have been exciting to see him at, at Yankee stadium, especially for you. Cause you're going to the game Tuesday, right? Yeah. I, uh, I wanted to go Tuesday. I was going to ask you and our other brother to go. You couldn't go. So just going with our other brother. And uh, of course, after we make the plans, Julio gets hurt, but I haven't been to a game in a little bit. So happy to happy to get back to the stadium either way. And uh, you know, Tyone, has had a couple starts where it looks like he's starting to find it again here. Uh, I know that one against the Orioles wasn't great. So hopefully Tuesday night, he gets going Domingo tonight. I don't know what the hell's going to happen. And yeah. then Wednesday is going to be a really good matchup. It's Cole against Castillo. I wish that wasn't a one o'clock Wednesday game. Oh, but, I'm happy it is. I'll be working from home, tuned in, watching it, but you know, it, it would have felt bigger when, if it was under, under the lights at, at night for sure. But um yeah, Cole. Cole needs to have his A game on Wednesday because I don't know what's what, what to expect these next two games. The Mariners are a, a much improved team from previous additions that that we're used to. They've got Marco Gonzalez going in Game One. He's you know solid three six six ERA, but he's going up against Herman, and like you said, you don't know what what to expect from from Herman. And then Game Two, 
You've got Tyone also don't really know what to expect from him, but, um, but it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a toss up. And then Seattle has, has Logan Gilbert going in game two is one who's been one of their best two seven eighty RA. So it's a, it, it, this could be a tough series in, in the Bronx. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely not feeling great about it, especially when you look at the pitching matchups and, uh, and the way, you know, you have Herman and then Tyone who's been kind of hit or miss now. And then, you know, you, the cold get cold matchup gets negated by Castillo. So, you know, it's all there. I think every game is going to be, uh, I think it'll be a close series. I think Julio Rodriguez missing is going to really hurt the Mariners. I think even psychologically they they play better when he's in there. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, it's a shame that Julio's hurt, but I uh, I don't know. I'm looking forward to uh, you know to to seeing a you know a matchup against a really hot, really good team, and seeing if the Yankees can try to turn the page off of what's been a frustrating July, and maybe they get back into it here as we start august yeah we'll see and it again it's baseball so we also wouldn't be surprised if the yankees are up for eight runs in the first six innings tonight and we're worried about the pitching matchups and herman turns in a quality start or something like that so who who knows but uh what are what are you thinking for the belt mm. this week i mean i guess we give it to judge for the last series right yes i don't even yeah. think there's a question Hmm, the belt for this series. I'm going to go with um I'm gonna get greedy. I'm gonna pick Tyone. I think Tyone's gonna I think he's starting to find himself again a little bit here. I think he's gonna pitch really well in the the middle game of the series and uh and kind of write, you know, maybe maybe give a very quality start. I'm gonna pick Tyone. All right. I'll I'll keep it similar then. I'll go Cole. I'll say the Yankees. I say they split the first two games and they need a big performance from Cole to outduel Castillo. And that's exactly what he gives. So I'll say, right. I'll say Cole, but, uh, but have Sounds fun good. at the game on Tuesday. I hope it's a win. And I hope there's a buzz in the stadium from some excitement involving a big trade that the Yankees make earlier that evening. And Hope everybody else is happy with whatever happens at the trade deadline. I know it's going to be wild. We've still got Soto out there as a possibility. I personally don't think he gets moved by by Tuesday. And no, no, I think it might go into the off season. Well, you're the insider. Here's my question, though. I want to ask you really quick. Next podcast is going to be on Wednesday. Is this our last podcast with uh, our friend Joey Gallo on the yes. team? Or yeah, yeah, you think he's gone? Is a goner? Yeah, I All think right. it's going to be a return that. Nobody is going to recognize any of the names, but people just be probably oh, yeah. more relieved that it's over. And honestly, maybe Gallo will be relieved that it's over. I, I read that article by Lindsay Adler, who's one of our favorites here, and she did a really good job writing that article about Gallo, who just you know, he's already talking about his Yankees tenure in the past tense, and he's sounds really disappointed that it didn't work out, and he's definitely frustrated with himself it's just a reminder that these guys are human and Gallo wants to be succeeding as much as we want him to be and sometimes it doesn't work out so I could imagine that he'll probably be relieved when when the trade happens but I, I do think he's no longer a Yankee next time we talk yeah same same here we'll see would be nice if Josh Donaldson wasn't either but that's not gonna happen yeah and that's that's getting a little greedy with with that contract but uh but we will talk about all of that on Wednesday we'll do a special edition trade deadline reaction we'll have the captain later this week so plenty of stuff to look forward to stick around make sure you're subscribed and thanks for listening let's go yanks